Welcome to True Crime Oddities. Oh, welcome, everyone. We're really happy that you are eavesdropping on today's little chat. Yes. We're your host. I'm Jen. And I'm Jeannie. And we are talking about Shandy Hall in Ireland. Ooh. I almost feel like I'm saying that wrong with adding an H into it. Shandy. No, I think that's it. You think uh, it's correct? Yeah. And we are going back June of 1887. I like the old ones. I really, really enjoy the old ones. And, you know, I think it's, I like the way the stories, you know, they're stories. Stories. But, you know, how it's written in the paper. Yeah. In the proper English and just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. It's definitely very, very different. Mm-hmm. And we're here with the tale as old as time. Yep. It truly, truly is. It is. This, uh... I'd be surprised if you've not heard this story before. <laughs> in one form or another. One, yeah. It's so familiar. Mm. I mean, it's probably in every trashy magazine there is. All that, like every year. Right. Definitely. I mean, it always, yes. Yeah. So our oddity of today. Hmm. What is it? Only 15 days after his wife had died, he married again. <laughs> My question to our eavesdroppers. So... Do you feel this is odd? Uh, I say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, possibly. And if you haven't listened to our poet, pastor, poisoned wife, you should, because that guy was quick to marry, too. Yeah. You know what? I, I really <laughs> think it's a man thing. Yeah. You Women kind of hold out a little longer. I do, because their husband I, so has I'll give away. you the personal side. Yeah, let's hear so, it. So, uh, you know, when my mother-in-law passed, and this was a few years back, um, they had been married for 30 some odd years, 32, 35 years. Wow. He had remarried mm-hmm. like five months after she died. Ooh. Okay. And I think it's, I think dudes can't be by themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, she always took care of them. So mm-hmm. I, so I go with that. I, it happens. It does. It's weird though. It's, but 15 days. Yeah. It's a little short. Uh, just a little yeah and by we talking about the the husband we're talking about philip henry cross cross or did you want to say eustance i was trying to figure out what that is i mean like how do you even say that eustance Mm -hmm. oh i would have not said it like that that's okay yeah yeah because i was like wait what why Oh, yeah. Oh, Eustons. Yeah. That's the first and last. You'll get that one. It's pretty interesting, though, because he did like to use his ex- his full name with everything. He would abbreviate it. P-H-E cross. Mm-hmm. On, like, letters, any- anything that he wrote. It was always P-H-E. Very proud of his name. Very, very proud of it. Well, he is 63 years old. He's a doctor and mm-hmm. a surgeon, actually. Right. And he retired from the Army. Yep. Uh, his wife, Laura, mm-hmm. Laura Cross... She's 47. Yep. A little younger, 16 years younger. Yes. And Laura, so Laura is actually Mary Laura Marriott. She was born in August of 1840, originally from England. Yes. Um, so we're, we're, we're dropping Mary because she was known by Laura. So yeah. we're going to lose that name. Do you think Marriott has like any affiliation with the Marriott's? Like the actual Marriott's? I wonder because, you know... She did come from money. She did come from money, family money. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, and it, it old family money, not... Yeah. 
Right when I saw Marriott, I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if that's yeah, like Marriott, I, Marriott." I like was the thinking hotel that chain. too. <laughs> I know you kind of go down that road. That yeah, road. It makes you that. think about that. Well, I think considering the amount of money that the family did have, her family, mm-hmm. uh, her father did not like Philip. No, did not. Yeah, it was an age thing. Yeah, it definitely was an age thing, but I just don't feel like he thought she. He was the right one for his daughter. Yeah. You know, I mean, because he was quite a bit older than she was. But, you know. And love wants what love wants. Exactly. And they got married. They did. In 1869, right before her 29th birthday, actually. Yeah. But from the years of 1871 to 1877, she was just one kid after another. She was popping them out. She, yeah, she had five children. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, she had, within that, of her five, the second one, which was a boy. Her first one's a daughter. The second one was a son. Um, just, I mean, this is like off topic, but the mm-hmm. second one, he ended up later on becoming a doctor. Which like his father. Crazy. Yeah. I thought that was that interesting. Was, yeah, I definitely. And they they must have traveled a lot because when they had their kids... They had one in Barbados. Right. Not not a bad That's place random. to have a kid. No. Yeah. They had two more in Bermuda, one in London, and then the last one they had in Ireland. Yeah. And I know I had read that they traveled back and forth to mm-hmm. Canada for all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is nuts. Uh, they also, of their children, the three oldest ones, they're attending school in England. So obviously they can't, I mean, there was a lot of money there for them to be able to travel like that. Yeah. And And to leave the kids in in boarding school, because that's essentially where they're mm -hmm. at. I mean, he he does have a really great career. Mm -hmm. So I could easily see that, especially being a doctor. Um, And then the two younger ones are staying with them. Of course, they have like all the nannies or, you know, people Mm -hmm. that work in the the home. Yeah. but during this time, Laura's father, he passed away. And so he leaves her 5,000 pounds. Yes. And that's like $200,000 today. Yeah. And I also had read that her brother, like, gave her a monthly stipend. Oh, wow. So, which goes back to, I wonder if they, you know, yeah, you know, where the money was coming from. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he would give her a monthly stipend. Interesting. Well, the doctor did hire a govern. Governess? Mm-hmm. A governess. A, a nanny, yeah. Evelyn. Evelyn Skinner, the nanny. She's 20 years old. She's to help with the children. And Laura was not loving this at all. No, because Laura's like, uh, we don't need any help. Yeah. And and this is during the time, I mean, Laura is, I mean, she's older. She's This is yeah. when she's in her mid-40s. So but having get, a 20-year-old pop in. No, and I guess she she was hired on at a time where Laura was going back over to England mm-hmm. for like a month to go visit with the other kids. Yeah. And then he hires this 20-year-old. She's like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> like, where was the grandma in the interview? Like the Correct. older woman? That's the one I want. Not the 20-year-old, Evelyn, no. coming on in here. No, but uh, Effie was... Uh, she was um, working for a family friend of Dr. Cross mm. and what came highly recommended. Oh, I bet. Yes. I bet. Well, now there's rumors that 
Dr. Cross is starting to get tired of his wife. Yeah, and that started uh, pretty much after her dad passed away. Because and, and it, it was explained that he inherited the money, mm-hmm. you know, because women didn't have property and stuff then. Of course not. No. Yeah. Well, leading up to June of 1887, mm-hmm. Philip sent Laura's brother a letter in regards to Laura's health. And he he informed her brother that she was really ill with a fever. Uh, what did they call it back then? Typhoid? Yeah. Um, she was super weak and he was deeply concerned. And apparently it was going around the neighborhood mm-hmm. so much that all the medical facilities at that time were over, like really overwhelmed. Right. Which... Also sounds like our time. Yeah, I know it does. <laughs> Where everyone's walking around with fevers. <laughs> yeah, right. Medical facilities are being overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. But this is really back then in 1887. Um, but he's a doctor. So right. he's so like, why shouldn't he be able to take care of it? Yeah. And honestly, I would expect that, right? Like, right. You would just have your husband take care of you because you're a doctor. Yeah. You're a surgeon. You should know what to, you what should to know do. All of it. Right. Well, in the 10 days that Laura was ill, only once did he request an outside doctor. Yeah. Which was his uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and the uncle thought that she was suffering from a, they call it a bilious attack. Yeah, I don't know what that. So we've we've come across this word before, but basically it's like violently vomiting or having like an extreme nausea. Uh, nausea. Yeah. Um, and diarrhea. And diarrhea. It, it also means just being bad tempered. <laughs> and we've heard of women of this age also being that way. <laughs> so I don't know which way he was referring uh, immediately, but right. throughout the story, it, it was because she was vomiting so much. Mm-hmm. Like bad. Yeah. And, um, you know, word got around. So, of course, friends wanted to visit because they are, I mean, they're like an uppity, they're, upper class Right, they're upper family. crust. Yeah. So there's all these concerning people, which honestly probably was a lot of like, ooh, let's just see what's going on. Correct. But they wanted to come visit. And each time they came, they were like, it was refused to be able to see her. Yeah. Philip always had a different reason for like denying them. He did. And I think the only person that actually got to see her was a priest. Yeah. And he did see her once. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Right. He wouldn't, uh, Philip wouldn't let her back, let him back in. Yeah. And then just a few weeks after that, from writing the brother when she got ill, uh, he writes another letter stating that Laura's passed away. Mm-hmm. And he claimed that it was because of a high fever and exhaustion, and she just couldn't recover from that. No. Then he proceeds to write to his three children in London to inform them of their mother's condition. Um, the other two, I mean, they're, they're at the house. I mean, when she was sick, he would bring the, like bring the kids in like now and then. But it was really the, the older three that he was like, you know, they need to know. Right. Um, this was a little, I mean, this actually could have been an oddity in itself. He actually insisted on having the funeral Saturday morning uh, on the 4th. Mm-hmm. Because Sunday apparently was reserved for like a, some sort of religious ceremony. And Monday was just too long to keep a body. I thought that was interesting. So not only did he want it on a Saturday morning, but he ha- he held a private funeral at 6.30 a.m. Which was crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, not even the servants could attend it. Like nobody was there for it. Yeah, nobody. Which 
I find highly strange being from a, especially upper class, right? Like you would, I almost would feel, feel like there'd be like a procession going down the street or something. Right. Because uh, they said she was very well liked mm-hmm. and she was very well known in the community. She did a lot of stuff. A lot. Yeah. And nothing, nobody there. And, and not only that, but he was really well liked as well. Like he yeah. had so many friends. Yeah. So I just find it very shocking for a couple that is really known throughout their community. Like for him nothing. to act like this. Yeah. Like, so oh. something's not, something's not right. Well, something definitely wasn't right because mm-hmm. it was found that Philip was having an affair with Evelyn. <laughs> Apparently Laura had actually found this out and she fired Evelyn. Yeah. So when Evelyn left, Philip told Laura that he had a work thing. He was gone for like five days. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah he was like, uh, I got this work thing and I'm going to be out of town. Yeah. Meanwhile, Evelyn's meeting him at the hotel Correct. under a different name, staying yep. in the same room. Yeah. Did you see the name that they had listed? Wasn't it Crowley or something? Something like that. Another name they used was Osborne. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was cracking up. <laughs> So then Laura all of a sudden gets sick. All the servants had heard Laura complain about the medicine that the, you know, her husband was giving to her. And she was complaining that it was actually making her feel more sick. Like she wasn't feeling better. She was, she was feeling worse at this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's crazy that when she, when she died, Philip, he really became Dr. Cross at this moment. He signed off on her death certificate. Yeah, he did. He was just like, oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. She died from typhoid. Yeah, that's probably why he wanted like the quick burial too. Like Saturday, 6.30, here we go. Right, because, yeah. you know, didn't want it to spread or anything like that. Right. So it was it was a quick. Well, he was very quick with everything because yeah. after she passed away, he brings Evelyn back into the house immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, which you would think because he obviously needs help with the children during this time. Mm-hmm. But No. Definitely not. No. He went so far as he, she was apparently in London. He went to London. They ended up getting married in London, June 17th. So not even a month. No. I mean, quick turnaround there. Yeah, that was two weeks. But he told everybody he was going to London for his children, his other children, which wasn't the case at all. Correct. So... Again, upper class, a lot of rumors, a lot of people are, you know, like what's going, what's really going on. And this gets back to the coroner. Well, let me tell you. Do tell. (laughs) So some of uh, Laura's friends had gotten together and the good old doctor had been like telling different stories. One, he said that she had a heart condition. Other ones, she had epilepsy and all these different things. And... And that she was crazy about Evelyn, you know, Mm -hmm. that her, that nothing was going on and all that. Well, the one friend pressed him and he finally admitted that they had gotten married. So this friend, Mary Buckley, uh, wrote a letter to the coroner. Okay. And (laughs) just basically laid out the timeline of everything and said, she said that something's not right. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't right. Something happened. You know, please, please, please look into this. And the coroner took her letter to heart. Yeah, he did. He actually had Laura's body exhumed 
Yeah. And that was four weeks after her death. Yes, it was. Um, they also found out that Philip did buy some arsenic. Yes. Um, and he said it was for a sheep dip. Yes. And I had to look that up. Yeah. Please explain what that means. So, okay. <laughs> First, he didn't admit that he had bought it, but he, uh, one of his downfalls was he kept a diary. Ooh. Don't keep diaries, people. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. So he kept this diary, and uh, he wrote that he bought that arsenic, and it was for sheep dip. Well, back in the day, they they used arsenic on sheep, on their outer coats and stuff. It kept the bugs off and, and sores and everything. It didn't do anything to the sheep? It just, because well, it was just on their fur, or? No, I mean, I... No, so they said like the grounds are contaminated and oh, all wow. this stuff now because of all this arsenic that had been used over all these years. Oh my goodness. So it was pretty interesting reading like this whole sheep dip and it was kind of like, I was reading that and I'm like, oh, that is disgusting. Well, we're going to, as we keep going, people were really crazy back then. Yes. So it was found that Laura did have arsenic in her stomach. Yeah. But Philip's like, well, of course she did because she used it part of her beauty routine which was common back then very common i was i was shocked craziness so apparently back then women would do this um they would actually eat it yeah i mean i thought they just had it in their makeup right but i read that they actually they it was common for them to eat like a little tiny bit because they wanted to be as pasty as possible yeah that's kind of did they not know it was deadly? <laughs> well, they had to have known, but but for some reason, this is what they wanted to be as as pale as possible. The paler you were, they they felt the that higher was, class you were. Or something. Yes, and so they would put it in their makeup, that that white powder, and then they would put it on their skin. But they would also eat. That's insane, right? Well, this didn't help Philip at all. He still was arrested and charged with murder. Yeah. Um, in court, it's pretty much everything that we've been chatting about already is what happened in court. Um, Laura's friends, they went into the witness box. They were all giving statements and not being able to see her, you know, her family testifying about how horrible it was when they thought that, you know, Philip was going to London to inform his older children, but actually he went and he got married to <laughs> Evelyn. <laughs> um, so, you know, Philip didn't really have a lot there on December 17th. Philip was found guilty of the murder of his wife. Yeah. You know, I want to go back to the yeah. arsenic thing. So they were shocked when they brought her up when they, uh, after four weeks, because mm -hmm. she was pretty well preserved because apparently really? arsenic, you know, you're, you're, it preserves you as well. Yes. Ooh, it's kind of like a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> right. And so at once they brought her up, they knew something was really wrong. Well, yeah, if you look that good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so how much arsenic were you eating? Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that well, was just another tidbit. What makes it kind of interesting is even though he was found guilty, um, I feel like there was some really interesting comments made about him after the charge of it. Mm -hmm. Um. So there was doubts since the coroner didn't examine the body prior. Right. And it wasn't until much later. And, of course, he found the arsenic poisoning. The other thing that was noticed was that there was no direct evidence to actually connect the doctor to the crime. Like, no one physically saw him, like, 
do and it. could say, yeah, he actually murdered his wife. I mean, the, the servants were saying that he would bring like soup in a wine glass. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice. But they couldn't say, they said that they never saw him put anything into it. Um, no, but they weren't in the room all but the they time. Weren't, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and his stance was the whole time she did it to herself. Right, that was the other thing. Like, she used this as a beauty product as well. Um, all the evidence was circumstantial. Nothing was, you know, act, like definitive right there. Mm-hmm. This one kind of cracked me up. He was advanced in years, so therefore... Correct. Why Why would it be him? Well, why wouldn't he off his Selma, almost 50-year-old wife for a 20-year-old hottie? Right. And then finally, he served in the military under yes. the majesty. So again, why would he do that? Correct. Um, while all of this is going on, Evelyn and Philip did have their son. He was born on December 23rd, just a few days after the guilty sentence. You know, because that was the rumor mill was that he ended up having to marry her because she was pregnant. Ah, well, that could actually be true because she was pregnant, mm -hmm. obviously. Right. And so, you know, how was he going to go home? Because the money was his wife's, not his. It wasn't his, yeah. And so how was he going to take care of all this? Yeah. It's tales old time. It truly, truly yes, is. Yes, it is. Well, it goes on because while he was in jail and awaiting his prison sentence or uh -huh. his execution, really. Right. Um, he wrote his will. He had to rewrite. He rewrote it, I should hmm. say. So it's kind of interesting. Um, he left everything for his brother to like oversee everything and make sure that everything was disposed of per nice. his instructions. So let me kind of give you the breakdown. His daughter, the fourth daughter that he, um, fourth child that he had. Yeah. She gets 300, 3,500 pounds of stock, basically. Hmm. His son, Henry, the doctor, the one that I mentioned yep. before. So he gets 3,600 pounds in stocks. Um, his other daughter, Victoria, she gets 1,500 pounds in, in bonds. We're going bonds now. Interesting. And then for the unborn son... He put aside 400 pounds, but he also requested that his name be John. I wonder why. Yeah, that I'm not quite sure. No. Um, to his other son, he got, uh, Philip, he got the remainder of his property and the land, but not until he was 23. Oh, right. And then his first daughter and the third daughter, they got 35 pounds for the rest of their life. Um, and also... Apparently, both of them kind of had uh, I don't, maybe like a mental disabled um, there was something diagnosis. Wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, something. It's not really stated. It just said that they were very slow. I did read that. Yeah. There was something off. Yeah, it said something about being slow for their well-being or something. Again, it's worded like clues and you're trying to find, you know, no, like and what's he did the right wording. her side of the family for that. Yeah, yeah. And then for his current wife, Evelyn, she got six, 60 pounds for her life, but it comes with a kicker. Huh. She has to stay unmarried hmm. because if she marries, it drops to 25 pounds until their son is 21. Wow. Well, she did get married 10 years later. Nice. And had a daughter. Hmm. His sister in all of this, she got the entire Shandy Hall property and everybody could visit there. Until Henry was 21, his his son, the doctor, 
Yep. Um, and then he would get it all. So it, it went back to him in the end. Uh, Philip, he was he was executed. He was hung on January tenth, nineteen eighty. Um, excuse me, nineteen in eighteen eighty eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he again, he had so many friends. Yeah. Oh, there was over a hundred people that showed up to support him. Right. And that was kind of crazy. It was really crazy that I, I feel like as much as her friends. Laura's friends were backing her and informing the coroner with the letters and everything. I, the doctor had a lot of friends that were supportive of him as well. Yeah. Um, even the, so the warden didn't attend the execution. Which was really unusual. Right. Um, but he didn't attend. He sent um, the junior warden in mm-hmm. his place. And it's because him and uh, Philip are friends. Yeah. And he, so he just couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Um, a lot of people were really upset because the executioner was an English man. Uh, yeah, they had to bring him on over. And I guess they, they would bring this guy over from England to do it, but just to do the it. whole English-Irish thing is not. Yeah, and Philip was Irish. Yeah. Laura was English. Yeah. So kind of like a... A little revenge thing. A little revenge thing there. Yeah. There. Yeah, that's well, what it no. kind of felt like. <laughs> she got the last laugh, you know. In the end, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's nuts. Well, thank you for eavesdropping on our tale as old as time. Yes. Husband drops the wife for the nanny. You make sure that nanny's old. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. We look forward to catching up with you guys next week. We do. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. See ya. All right. See ya.